This is Courtney Littlejohn with Life and Godliness 101 Podcast. Hey everyone, how y'all doing? I'm your host, Courtney. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Not sure what time you're watching this or listening to this, but thank you. Thank you for tuning in. This week, I want to talk about us millennials. I'm 30 years old, the Gen Z and Gen X and the hot topic of why are us, why are we leaving the church? And I want to talk on this coming from my personal experience. I never speak on anything that I have not been through myself. I have not witnessed myself or I have not had many times where people tell me different experiences of their own. So I come to a conclusion, kind of like a survey. Because a lot of times most people watch 10, 20, these 90 second clips on social media and make up a whole story, a whole narrative based on that. They never did research. They never experienced it. They never went through it. They never talked about it. never heard about it until then. And I'm very against it. If you've never been through something, stop talking about it. So leaving the church. I am Holy Ghost filled. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I got saved um, on November I believe 19th in 2014. I remember the time. It was close to 9 p.m. I was coming home from a jurisdiction meeting. My church um, was international. The church I was attending at the time that I left. And I'm going to talk about why I left. And I just went home and said, Lord, fill me. So come with the Holy Ghost. Come with my experience. And now I've been in the Lord 10 years. I have discernment. I would not go to a church. I would not sit under a pastor, minister, bishop, elder, the oldest person in the church who's been in the Lord 90 years. If they're not preaching the blood of Jesus, they're not preaching the Holy Scriptures, they're not preaching with love, joy, peace, with conviction, because the gospel of Jesus is good news. Yes, we correct us, but even when you correct, it's still good news. If they're not doing those and not uplifting, if I don't see gifts of the spirit, if I don't see the Lord confirming what word was preached with miracle signs and wonders, I will not go to that church. I'm going to say that again. As Holy Ghost sanctified, filled believers will not attend churches where God is not moving. I will not attend a church where I can walk in and know the Holy Spirit is not there. We will not just sit up under any church like we did growing up. Our parents did this, our grandparents did this, and their grandparents did this. And truth be told, we don't want to talk about it, but that mindset came from the slave masters. Do what I say or you get beaten. Do what I say or you get kicked out or you die. And our great-grandparents and grandparents taught the kids that everyone gets beaten if you don't do what I say. There's no talking about why you're wrong. Mom, can I go here? No, you get slapped in the mouth. You get beaten for this. You don't pay no bills. You can't have no feelings. You can't. That mentality, us millennials and Gen Z and Gen X are not putting up with it. A lot of talk about mental health. I talk about later on in this pod. All these things, all these issues that been going on in this world, we are now confronting it and we will not deal with it. We are cutting off friends, family members, blood relatives who disrespect us. And also, church-wise, we're cutting off pastors who are not preaching the word of God. Right now, 
the Bible tells us, do not allow the ministry to be blamed. And all that's going on with said celebrities, I'm not going to mention them. You probably heard of them. They're making the church look bad. People who, people not like me, people who do not grow up in a church and do not grow up around holiness, they were not raised with Holy Ghost filled parents. The only experience they see is us, these podcasts, these TV shows, these movies, these celebrity preachers, because they have no experience on their own. So the ministry is getting blamed when said celebrities who are supposed to be bishops and leaders are sinning. That gives Gen Z's a reason not to go to church. I don't say excuse because don't follow people who are misleading the flock. We will not win youngins without the Holy Ghost. You don't need to have a club. You don't need to play their type of music. You don't need to try to dress like them and talk like them. I'm not against any of that. It's 2024. I like going to church wearing dresses and skirts. I have attended a church when I was away for my job and they wear jeans and pants and casual clothes. And guess what? When I attended that service, my the person who invited me told me, and guess what? I wear casual clothes too. It's like Paul did. I became all things to appeal to all people. Now will I wear casual clothes every single service? No. It used to be until I was spiritually mature. The white church I went to, girl, females only, women and females only wear dresses and skirts. If someone didn't know it, we know they're not part of our circle. They're not part of the, not members of the church yet because they don't fit in, as I would say, which is bad in itself. Not supposed to fit in at church. Supposed to fit in in God. Church culture is a real thing. Northern Baptist is different than Southern Baptist. Kojic is different than Pentecostal. Pentecostal is different than Baptist. Baptist is different than Catholic and so on and so on. If they are preaching the word of God, Genesis through Revelation, with the Holy Ghost, with confirmed miracle signs and wonders, with people getting delivered from sin and changing their ways and bearing fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, meekness, goodness, gentleness, faith, long-suffering, and temperance. If they are, they used to do something, they no longer do it, and they can preach against that. If they are preaching against sin, I go to that church. If they're preaching love and joy, they're preaching be a good soldier for the Lord, be an example. If they're also preaching wealth, because being rich is not a sin. I'm saying it again, being rich is not a sin. Abraham was rich. The reason why Lot separated is because Abraham's cattle and his men his servants and Lot's servants and all their cattle and all their were too much. They had too much land, too much items, too many servants that they had to separate. Abraham told them, if you go to the left, I go to the right. If you go to the right, I go to the left. If you go to the... Lot decided to go to Sodom and Gomorrah because sin appealed to him. He already desired it in his heart. Because Abraham is the chosen one. Lot is was on his bandwagon because God blessed Abraham. So everyone around Abraham was blessed. Lot was never chosen. Abraham was the one. And as soon as Lot left, that's when God spoke to Abram. Now look at this land. Look at this. I think he's talking about the the sand that he cannot count the numbers. And that's how the seed we blessed. 
But Abraham was that rich. So was David. So was Solomon. So was Nicodemus in the New Testament. Jesus told that one ruler one time in one parable because a ruler asked Jesus, what do I got to do to be saved to enter the kingdom of heaven? Jesus told him, you know, honor thy father, thy mother, do not steal, do not kill, not bear false witness. And the young ruler told Jesus, I have done this since birth. And Jesus looked at him and said, give up all your wealth and then give all your wealth to the poor. And a young ruler put his head down and in his heart, he was rich. He walked away. He didn't even consider the to ask Jesus why. Because Jesus told him, give up your wealth, give it to the poor, and then follow me. The young ruler did not give up his wealth. He did not do anything for the poor. And he did not follow Jesus. He walked away. The rich young ruler loved his riches more than Jesus. Jesus did not ask him to give up his wealth to be poor. He asked him to see where his heart is at. If God himself, if God told you to give up your gift, your your ministry, your talent, your singing, your I dance. If God told me to give up this podcast, I would give it up. If God told me stop dancing, I would give it up. I would do anything to make the kingdom of heaven. That can be riches. That can be women. That can be men. That can be you can idolize marriage so much. You idolize your kids so much. You can be in a culinary arts. I want to be the top chef. In the United States or even on this planet, in Europe and all these places, if God tells you stop cooking food for a living, would you do it? Stop being a model, would you do it? Church is supposed to be a safe space. Church is supposed to be a safe space. God is safe. We as a church have been doing a bad job of misrepresenting Christ. The church can be blamed. People are like, Christians are bad. I have no caveat for that. All Christians aren't bad. It's not an absolute statement. Every Christian on this planet is not bad. For one, I'm not bad, and I know I'm not the only one. At the same time, a lot of Christians, like the thing with Kim Burrell, that is nothing Christ-like in how she's behaving, how she's treating people. It doesn't take a Holy Ghost filled believer to see that. Any human Watching that, believer or non-believer, would say that's wrong. Unless you believe in being evil like that. On a normal, anyone would say, why is she treating that person like that? We are misrepresenting God. And this is the issue. God is love. God does correct us when we sin, but he does it in love. Think about, Apostle Paul wrote half over, like he wrote 13 books of the New Testament. He wrote Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Hebrews, Galatians, Ephesians. He wrote a few other ones, but those are the main ones. And when he wrote the letter to the um, Corinthians, the first letter, he rebuked them for having, um, I think he was a deacon or just a brother in the church. He was sleeping with his stepmother. And all the congregation knew it. And they were still allowing him to do ministry in the service. And Paul had to write a letter, being a bishop, being the spiritual authority that he is, he had to write a letter telling them to excommunicate them. Excommunication is a real thing. When we have the Holy Ghost, when we sin and we do things displeasing to God, 
do things opposing the word of God. The list in the first Corinthians five or Galatians five and six or Ephesians, all the sins God say will send us to hell if we don't repent. The Holy Ghost will convict us. Say you have sex with someone and after you have sex, even before or even after, you're so convicted. Man, I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. I feel so horrible. That's the Holy Ghost telling you. You went to the club. You're just like, I wish I wasn't here. You're about to go beat up someone. About to go smoke something. You just have in your conscience. I should not be here. I should not do this. The Holy Ghost gives us that. Now we have a choice to obey and leave or stop. Or we can ignore it. And we can ignore for however long each individual is different. I can't tell you how long because for one person, it can be that one time when God's done because he knows their heart. Another person, he can deal with that same issue for five years because he knows their heart. But eventually, the Holy Ghost, his voice, we get softer and softer. And eventually, you just be sinning and you have no care at all. And once you have no care, the spiritual body, the church, the same thing they did with Dante Bo, they need to talk to you. As Maverick said, you did with Dante Bo, the church need to talk to you about your sin. Because you're sinning publicly with no remorse. Unrepentant sin, that's what exposure is. I talked about my last podcast. Exposure from God comes when the darkness is brought to light. Because you had time while you were in darkness to repent and change your ways. You are now at the point with no conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're just in darkness and sin. You don't care. The church as a body, people that can touch you, people that can call you, people that can pray for you, pray on you, friends and family that can reach out to you. They tell you about your sin and get another chance to repent and stop and change your ways. When they don't listen, what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he told them to excommunicate him. The scriptures even say, give him over. It says, give him over to the devil. But it's really saying give him over to his ways so he can feel the conviction. He feels no conviction from the Holy Ghost. And now he feels the conviction from the saints. The body excommunicated him away from them because he's misrepresenting them. and He won't stop. And now he's by himself. Now you have time to repent and get closer to God on your own and then hopefully come back. That's what exposure does. That's what conviction from the saints do. That's what a good spiritual leader, that's what a good parent does. That's what a good teacher does. That's where anyone who loves anyone, you correct them. A lot of people keep saying, only God can judge me. That has never been a scripture. I'm going to say that again. That has never been a scripture. God has given us earthly judgment. As a Christian, you heard things about the Bible. You read the Bible for yourself. You've seen it in a movie, seen it in a blaze. You know Christ is love. You know, it's Christ turned on the cheek and someone who's proclaiming, I follow Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I preach the word. I do this on that. And you watch their actions. You watch what they say. You watch what they do. You watch what they wear. You watch where they go. TDJ has been going to ungodly parties, been there all, all hours of the night. That is not lining up with be separate, saith the Lord. It's not a judgment. That's just a fact. If someone is married, and they step out on their wife openly, they're unfaithful. They're committing adultery. They're not being a good husband. It's not a judgment. It's a fact. I love my wife. Death to death, it was part. I'll never cheat on her. But yet, you openly 
posting pictures with your side chick or your side chick is posting pictures with you. It's not judging him that he's committing adultery. That is a fact. If I go to work, I'm say I'm a good employee, but yet I'm late every single day. It's not a judgment. People are misconstruing judgment with facts. Now, if I say Diddy and all these people, they're going to hell. That is an unrighteous judgment that I don't have. They're still alive. There's time to repent. They need to go to jail, get prosecuted. They need to repent for the sins. They do need to be held accountable for what they did, what they did not do. But yet, once he finishes sentencing, once he's done with probation, once all that, what church can Diddy go to over arms if someone receive him and tell him about the gospel? People of Washington is probably silent. That's not an unforgivable sin. Now, he probably shouldn't hang around on those women, shouldn't be in, you know, in the industry, shouldn't do a lot of things. But he still can be saved if he wants to. If he wants to, he can still be saved. But as a body, we don't think like that. We're so boxed in. I feel like we're the pharmaceutical, which is the Pharisees generation. Jesus came fulfilling all the law, healing people on the Sabbath day, doing miracles, talking about God, preaching, walking on water, doing all these things that's pleasing to God. The Pharisees come and say he's the devil. You can't heal a man on the Sabbath. Since when is praying for someone who is sick a sin? When has that ever been a sin? Jesus never went against the law. He never went against the word of God. He fulfilled it. A lot of people are so religious. So the own church bylaws that when someone does something for God and God anointed them and God showed forth miracle signs and wonders, people call that sin. Just because someone is doing something different than you does not mean a sin. Sin is lying, stealing, cussing, smoking, getting drunk, fornication, adultery, murder, all these things that the Bible lists as sin. The whole thing with Pastor Mike Todd, um, the thing about him with the miracles, uh, spit on his hands and touching the man voluntarily. It wasn't like he just spit on someone, like people get mad and they spit on you. Jesus Pastor Mike Todd is a illustrative pastor. I've known him for that. And if you look him up, that is what he's known for. He does illustrations of the Bible. That particular one to me was distasteful. It was not sin, but all goes with discernment. So many older generations, older people, I keep condemning them. I read the comments because I follow them on Instagram. It's so displeasing that Holy Ghost filled people that they say, Church going elders are so hateful. How can you ever write a hateful comment? That's not Christ-like. There's a way to correct people and there's a way to show people a better way, but hate comments are never the way. If you take anything from this, seek God for yourself. God is love. God is love and respect. God is love and correction. God is love and truth. If you don't see any of that, it's not of God. I'll be back soon. Peace and love. This is Courtney.